So first of all, you are in Security 304. Reduce your blast radius by using multiple AWS accounts per region and service. And I tell you, I have had a tough time remembering that whole title. So please, I had to read it because there's just no way. I couldn't even register it in my brain. Um, so first and foremost, this is a 304 course. It is semi-advanced. I'm going to fly through the demo a little bit, right? So it might be a little tough to follow. So if you're not here for an advanced course, right, please don't hesitate to leave. Um, I won't be mad or embarrassed or anything, but it's going to get into a little bit of a level of detail. Um, also want to warn you a little bit that I'm going to bore you a little bit at the beginning with a lot of words, a couple of pictures. Um, but once we get through that, we'll get to the demo. Hopefully, you'll get some value out of that. Um, and hopefully, I don't hold you up from getting beer too late today. So we'll try to get you out of time, right? Right? That's important. So, um, so kind of we talked about this, what to expect from this session, right? So first and foremost, uh, as you guys can imagine, right, we have a lot of employees, right? And a lot of these people have accounts. So when I say multiple accounts, I don't mean one or two, right? I mean a lot. Now, it gets to be interesting because it's hard to say what's the right number, and we're not going to give you that number. There is no right number for the number of accounts, right? But we're going to give you some guidance about how to figure that out. There's some things that were announced, I believe, at 2 o'clock today that I'll talk about at the end of the pitch, right, about organizations and things that you can start to do with managing accounts better because up till now, we understand it's kind of just bunch of accounts, right? So we're going to try to make that easier for you. And that's one of the things we'll talk about also in this solution is um, in this session, right? We're going to talk about how we do things from an account and from a security perspective, right? How do you manage all of those accounts from a security perspective to make sure that you are, as the title of the session says, reducing your blast radius, right? And then probably for more than half of the session, I'm going to talk about the cross-account manager solution that we just released actually just just released like an hour ago I was refreshing the web page right so that was kind of exciting for me right here's my session coming up at five and oh crap <laughs> web page isn't live yet I hope it goes live um, so I am Brian Miller I am on the solutions builder team uh, if you don't know who we are that's fine right we're relatively new um, but we kind of own the answers website. So if you go to aws.amazon.com slash answers, there's a bunch of really good information about all kinds of things, right? All kinds of categories. And what we've been doing for the last year is adding automated turnkey vetted solutions to that catalog of things. And the cross account manager solution is one of those, right? So we'll talk about that in the session as well. Um, so without further ado, Let's dig into the first picture. So notice that there's a couple things on this slide. Production application deployment, right? I'm not talking about sandbox or central IT or dev accounts or whatever you want to call it, right? I'm not saying create an account for everybody, right? But I am saying that you should really think about a production application account, right, as a way to segregate and reduce your, you know, again, reduce your blast radius, right? So let's talk about that. Um, now, I also use the term application, but you could say applications. You could say teams. You could say lines of business. You could say all kinds of things, right? But think about it in terms of 
things are the same, right? That's kind of like my favorite thing from Sesame Street, which one of these things is not like the other. This is the opposite of that, right? So things that are the same, that have the same group of people, the same set of customer data, the same set of customers, the same set of internal users, that's what defines that production application, right? So the other thing is, and this is kind of fun, is the idea of a security account, right? And that security account is used to basically manage access to those production applications, right? Both from a logical perspective and from a network perspective, right? And that account is actually owned, and we'll talk about this in detail, that's actually owned by the security team, right? And so, again, that doesn't mean you can't have applications that go out to the worldwide interweb, right? That's totally okay. But when it talks, you know, when you're talking back to your data center or back to other places that you're worried about, it's a good idea to have a security account, right? Um, and then the other thing, we talk about this master billing account, and this will become, you know, I kind of alluded to it before, as organizations becomes important. And how many, how many of you guys already have a master billing account? Pretty much everybody. Anybody not have a master billing account? Yeah, that's what I thought, right? So everybody already has one of these, right? And so it's already a, an entity that exists. Organizations are just going to help you manage that stuff a little bit better, right? All right. So uh, again, just to kind of iterate, two accounts, one for the application, one for security isolation, right? Um, the main account is owned by the application team and is deployed in a single VPC. Now, this is kind of controversial, and I'm not going to say that this is a hard and fast rule, right? You can have multiple VPCs, but we kind of decided just to say a VPC, right? So think about that. Think about the impact of that. Um, the second account is owned by the security team, used to audit, right? And the accounts are connected using VPC peering and access is managed by a federated role-based service. So this is the fun part, right? The federated role-based service. You guys doing that now? Yeah, for the most part, right? So that's important, right? Being able to manage it with roles because um, otherwise it's, it's really almost impossible. Um, how did we arrive at this conclusion, right? Again, I talked about this at the beginning. It only applies to production business critical applications or logical application groups, right? So I kind of like to focus on the logical application group more than just a single application, right? But that's the, that's the definition. Um, and it really is a trade-off, right? There's, there's really not an easy way to answer that question of how many accounts should I have, right? I think we all know the answer is one large account. No, right? That doesn't work. Um, a million accounts, or should I say one million accounts, right? No, right? It's not a million, but it's some number in between, right? And what's the right number? You know, it's funny because when I started here having conversations with customers, they said, well, give us a number. It's like, I don't know what the number is, right? How many applications do you have? How do you count applications, right? One, one enterprise that I used to work for had 6,000 applications, they said, right? 6,000. Now, 6,000 accounts? Probably not, right? but somewhere in between there. And, and the thing is, once you get above 10 or 20, you're talking about allowed anyhow, right? Because it's, it's no longer simple to manage more than 10 or 20, right? It's very hard to, to get a grasp on that, right? And you guys are probably, anybody running into that issue now? Yes, no? Yeah, okay. All right, cool. So we have built this solution. Um, you've probably heard this term at Amazon many times before, or at AWS many times before, about MVP, right? Minimum Viable Product. So we're releasing this solution because we wanted to start to get things out there, right? So it's basically 
uh, two CloudFormation templates, right? One that's deployed in the master account, and now you know why I showed that picture at the beginning, right? Because I have that one master account. Could be the billing account, could be another account that you designate as a master account, but this CloudFormation goes into that master account, right? And then we have a CloudFormation template that runs in every one of the sub-accounts, right? And that kind of sounds like a pain, doesn't it? Yeah, it is, but that's okay. We'll figure out how to get better at that, right? Again, I alluded to this. Organizations will help us with that, right? Because eventually organizations will allow us to create accounts and automatically deploy that automation so that you won't even have to go through that headache. We're not there yet, but we want to get there, right? So, and you guys probably know how to use the CLI or do other kinds of things to automate stuff around or write Python code or whatever, right, to do that. So it's something that you, know, you guys can figure out how to do, I'm sure. All right, so now for the really boring text part. Okay, so just bear with me as we get through this really boring text part. Um, so how do we think about ourselves, right? So, we, you know, one of the things that we've been doing this for a while, right, and we've thought about a couple of things, and we've kind of learned along the way. Um, apply the right levels of control and change management at the right time, right? And that's important because, you know, and, and I used to, it, this is an old term, but analysis paralysis still applies, right? You can sit there and an analyze something forever and then get nothing done. That's not really useful, right? You guys know that's not useful. So try to figure out how to manage this. Don't build this huge, unmanageable thing. Try to get to the get started because it's just not going to work. Um, automation, right? Automating the creation and management of resources provides better traceability. Who disagrees with that statement in this room? Anybody? Come on, there's got to be one guy who disagrees. No? Okay, good. No. So. The key there is, you know, repeatability, traceability, all those abilities that you get from automating is important, right? And then, of course, verification and audit of those configurations and access is critical for production. So notice I, I classified production, right, and business critical. I may not care as much about the dev account or the sandbox account because I, I do have to let my business users, my developers figure stuff out, right? But the production application account I need to be a little bit more careful about. I gotta protect that data, I gotta protect my customer's data, I gotta protect my, custom, my company data, right? So it's important. All right, so how AWS thinks about security. Um, this is kind of interesting, because this was, this was kind of new to me uh, when I joined AWS, and it was kind of opposite of everything I'd heard about security up till then, right? Everything seemed to be getting more and more complicated, more things you had to worry about. The way we think about security, and this is true, and I've seen this, right? Simple. Easily understood security invariance versus subtle and complex reasoning, right? And that's important because once you get to the point where you can't understand what the heck it is that you did to secure something, guess what? It's not really secure anymore, right? You can't, you don't know where the holes are in that thing because, you know, I, I remember a uh, Unix administration book that told me that when you were editing send mail rules, you should be listening to 2112 by Rush. Now, some of you guys aren't old enough to know what that means. Um, but that, that's what it brings to mind, right? If I'm editing IAM roles, right, that are just ginormously humongous and complex, right, I'm not, it's, it's like I'm going to just lose myself in that, right? Um, who understood the 2112 reference? Oh, awesome. Way to go, guys. All right. Um, if you didn't, go Google it. You guys can figure it out. Um, so historically, we've been over-indexing on protection, right? And that's kind of what I said at the beginning. Um, a bias towards simpler policies and fewer objects to manage. Now, this is a nice statement to say, 
in reality, they are still fairly complex, right? And as a matter of fact, if you look at our solution, some of the policies that we've deployed have gotten a little more complicated than we might like them to be, but they're still fairly simple, right? Um, and I'm going to take questions at the end, so sorry, I should have said that at the beginning. Um, and I'm actually going to take them at the end, up at the podium, not in the big group. So thank you, though, <laughs> for reminding me to say that. So if you guys wouldn't mind just holding your questions to the end, that would be great. That way we can get through my 60 minutes of time that I have. All right, cool. Um, shift to detection and response, right? Now, one of the things that you might notice as I go through these demos is I'll be using my AWS accounts. And as you, as you look through these, you'll see roles that are in my AWS accounts. Those roles are from the security team to audit what I'm doing in my accounts, right? So that's important, right? And, and we'll be building some of that capability. It's not there now, but we'll be building some of that capability. Right? So for example, if I, are we have an internal system, and if I classify my account as a production account, and I fire up a security group with RDP open to the world without a CIDR block, within minutes, I'll get a trouble ticket that says you better close that port down, or we're going to terminate your account, okay? so. That's, that, that's, it's pretty cool, actually, but it's really scary when you get that first one, right? But then you realize, holy crap, I better not do that again, <laughs> right? So that's a good idea. So that's what I mean by detection and response. I'm not talking about guessing, right? I'm not talking about I've got a policy that says I've got to do that. No, they're going to delete my account, right? They're going to actually delete it and say, go create it again, right? Um, I'm not suggesting you guys do that tomorrow, right? Don't, please don't go back and say, Brian Miller said, we're going to delete accounts if people do stupid stuff. Don't, don't do that, right? I really don't want you to do that. Um, and really turn on all logging and visibility features as possible, right? Now, I'm not going to talk about it in this session, but we actually have a solution that will help you do that as well. It's called the centralized logging solution, right? Where you can turn on all your accounting, all your logging, send it back to a centralized place for logging, use Elasticsearch. Um, check that out on yourself while you're Googling 2112. You can check that one out too. Um, so how do we manage identity and access? Uh, I talked about this internal tool. I'm not going to tell you the name. You might be able to guess it. Um, but you know, we authenticate back to our corporate directory. Um, we use IAM roles to control access to resources in each account, and we use the AWS STS assume role function to do that. So this solution really kind of does the same thing that our internal thing does, right? So we'll be talking about that. We're basically going to give you the same capabilities. It's, it's based on the same ideas. And as a matter of fact, I'm not sure about this, so please don't quote me, but my guess is that a lot of the reason that we have some of that functionality is because of our, our desire to control our own accounts, right? I don't know that that's the case, but I'm just guessing, right? Um, accounts are flagged as production or non-production, and whether they contain customer data or not. And obviously, those are three tiers with progressively higher levels of control. Now, it's interesting because you'll notice I didn't give you 15 levels of classification. Right? Three. That doesn't sound hard, does it? That's kind of an idea of bias towards simpler. Right? Three. Production, customer data, or not. Pretty simple. Right? That's a relatively simple concept. Any other organizations have something that sounds that simple? Yeah, good. Anybody else? Want to raise their hand? No. So we got one. That's good. So that's what we mean by bias towards simpler. Right, um, and and we kind of do what we walk the talk, right? Eat our own caviar, however you want to say that, right? Um, so, 
How do we manage usage? Uh, re review the application use case, and in some cases, disallow the use of a specific service for sensitive data. Now, I know there's a lot of customers that are doing that now, right? You've got a certain application, a certain data set. We're not going to let you do X, right? Well, let me say that that's probably something that you'll see more of, right, as that other thing that I talked about, organizations start to mature, giving you that capability to do that more in an automated fashion. Right. Um, basically, the use of our internal tool does, though, allow us to log some sensitive data because we feel comfortable that we have enough control over those accounts. Right? I told you we could delete it in 30 minutes or five minutes if we want to. So we feel so comfortable that we have control over what's going on in that account that we do allow some sensitive oper operations that some people might not allow Right? because we have that capability. And that's where we want you guys to get to, right? We want to get you the tools. We want to get you the capability. We want you thinking that way. How do I get to that point where I can really manage that? Um, and the last thing, of course, is use of programmatic tools to quickly determine policy changes and remediate using those tools as well is important, okay? Um, so how AWS thinks about VPCs and accounts. Uh, so this is kind of where I'm going to say something that conflicts slightly with what I started with, right? Use separate VPCs or accounts for things that are clearly separate. So again, it, I said it wasn't a hard and fast rule. It's still not a hard and fast rule, but I would say bias towards accounts, right? But it's still okay to use VPCs to do isolation if you need to, right? But don't go nuts with it. Um, so in this case, we actually did just say two separate accounts and one VPC. And, and we might be over-indexing on that a little bit, right, to make a point, but you guys get the concept there. Right, um, And so again, doesn't mean we're going to hold hard and fast to that. We're not going to tell on you if you go home and say do something different than that. Right, So it's just something for you to think about, some things to kind of guide you as you start to think about. Really, what are the similarities of all those things that are going to live in that account and what's common to them? Right, Is it the development team? Is it the customer data? Is it the type of application? what makes sense, and however you guys to do that, right, however you guys decide to do that, do that and be consistent so that you know why you're doing it the way you're doing it. All right, um, how AWS thinks about decision making. This is a fun one because um, my boss loves to say this one, two-way doors versus one-way door, right? Um, and it, it kind of took me a couple of weeks to even become one with this sentence that I put into this PowerPoint presentation. I'm the one that typed it in, right? Um, but the idea is, is there is no, you really shouldn't be doing something that can only go one way, right? You can always, it's kind of like, and he's going to, you know, he'll probably yell at me later, but this is my interpretation of it. Um, it's really about, can I, can I recover? Can I come back, right? You know what a one-way door is, right? You go out, you're not coming back in, or you come in, you're not going back out, right? So don't put yourself in a position, for example, where I've written a security policy that will lock everybody out. Guess what? You can't do anything in that account now. So what are you going to do with that, right? So let's not be nuts about it, right? So make sure that you're thinking about one-way doors versus two-way doors so that you have a way to get back if you need to. Um, and, and again, this is kind of, you've heard this over and over again, so I don't want to beat it to death, but it's better to deploy quickly and adjust rather than to trying to get stuck analyzing, right? So don't do that forever. Don't over-index on it. Um, a quote, modality is evil. Right? Um, this is actually similar to the one-way door, two-way door, but not quite. It's a system that works one way when things are normal and works a different way when there's a problem. 
Anybody think that's a good idea? No. Because what happens, right? As soon as something happens that goes wrong, guess what? That thing that you thought was going to work isn't going to work anymore, and now you're stuck again. And now we're back at that one-way door versus two-way door, right? So, so when you're thinking about things, you know, make sure that the right people have access to the account and that they can do the things that they need to do, right? So that in the case of having a problem, you can go in and solve it, right? Don't leave yourself in a position where I've locked everybody out of the account, and now I've got to call AWS support because I will tell you, they don't like that phone call, <laughs> first of all. And, and I don't blame them. It's not that they're bad or mean or anything like that, but it's really something that you guys can control. So think about that when you're doing that. All right. We are done with the boring text part. Yay. Cool. All right. So why do we do boring text parts? So that at, when you go back, you can read this deck. We used to call this a documentation, right? It's a documentation. So there was like, just be glad I didn't give you guys the 60-page Word document that this came from right? Because you won't read it, but at least I gave it to you in a format that you can read. All right. Now, um, geez, didn't expect that flash. All right. So I got a lot of feedback on this slide when I was going through my dry runs. They're like, why are you doing this flashback? Well, first of all, I listened to 2112 by Rush, so that should give you a first clue. Um, but the second clue is, is that, you know, we've talked about this before. That's the whole idea. This has been talked about. This is actually a customer session it's another one of those 300 courses, right, where a customer said, here's how you do, right, roles and switch roles and cross-account access using AWS. And you do it with AD, right? And what we did is we sent everybody home after last reInvent and said, you guys, go figure this out. This is really cool. You should do this. Go figure this out, right? Well, what we did this year is said, well, you know what? We should make it easy for people to do this so that they don't, have to go figure this out, right? Now, it'll be very interesting. You guys will decide at the end of this whether it's actually easier or harder, <laughs> right? It's going to seem like it's harder, right? But the whole reason I'm going to do this demo and bore you guys is so that it doesn't look so hard and so that you've seen it before. And again, kind of like that documentation, right? We're going to give you something to take a look at, noodle on, and think about how it works. But um, so this is the cross-account manager solution. It looks very familiar. The only thing I did was change the white background to black. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, that's how, so this is actually true. I did just change the white background to black. But, um, but that's kind of the idea was how can we automate this? How can we give this to customers so that they can implement this themselves, right? And how can we make it easy? Now, easy being a relative term. I talked about that. I, it's, there's no easy button. Um, and so... Again, I warned you guys, this is a 300-level course. Um, this might not be as 300-level as you expect, but I just want to at least put up the details here. You guys will find this deck on, on the interweb, right? It's in actually in our solution implementation guide, so you can look at it. But basically, these are the AWS components that exist. Now, you can see the bulk of the work is do being done by the master account, right? There's a CloudFormation template. We actually give you, allow you to give names for those two buckets. We create those two buckets for you. We create a KMS key for those buckets so that everything that goes into that bucket is encrypted and it's controlled because we are dealing with roles and people who have access to those roles. And we are, you will see a very scary policy in here where we allow everything, right? So it's important to understand. Um, a lot of Node.js Lambda functions, right, that basically handle the events of files being put into the bucket um, 
events that go back and forth between it. So for example, when I get a file that comes in, I want to add users, or I want to add accounts, or I want to add roles, the Lambda function handles that, manages it, sends it off to an SNS topic, and then the rest of the Lambda functions take care of it. Now, the two key pieces are, and, and this was fun because I was actually up, well, it was yesterday afternoon trying to make changes to the slide. Um, the cross-account manager-admin role is a role that's created in the sub-account, and that's how we do all of these changes, right? So we wanted to name it very specifically so that somebody didn't go in there and delete that role when they're in all of those sub-accounts. So that's something that could happen, right? Somebody could delete that role, right? But that role basically is the one that creates any of these sub-roles that we're going to talk about. And those roles exist in, in the master account and in the designated sub-accounts. And we'll get into that. You'll see why I said that or made that separation when we get into the details. All right. So uh, a little bit of a deeper dive into account onboarding. So the first thing you do after you launch the CloudFormation template is you actually load a file, a YAML file, right? Everybody knows YAML, right? They're listening to 2112 while they're adding those as well because they're a lot of fun too. Um, yeah, don't, don't mess with tabs and watch your spaces. Um, I spent an hour with that yesterday. <laughs> Fixed a problem with the document that we had that had an extra space in it. It drove, drove me nuts. Um, so basically, put the YAML file in the config bucket. The CloudFormation template takes care of the rest of it, right? And basically grants access to those topics to all of the sub-accounts, right, using IAM, okay? So pretty much then you go launch or... In this case, you can launch the stack in the sub-account, or if you're making changes, it'll automatically happen between the master account and the sub-account, right? So the, the master account's basically orchestrating everything. The sub-account's just sitting there listening, going, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, right? Um, and that was fun, too, because our internal security team had a great time trying to figure out what we were doing. You guys want to do what? You want to release it when? <laughs> we'll see about that. So... Um, Roles, pretty much the same thing. It's actually quite simple. Uh, those two policies on the left are the standard good old-fashioned IAM policies that you're used to, right? So you just define them, you put them in there, they stay in the bucket forever, hence why you need KMS keys, right? You dump in a new roles file, whatever you want to do. You want to add or remove, you want to change permissions, do you want to add a, to an account group or remove it from an account group, whatever it is you want to do. Again, the CloudFormation template, the Lambda functions, the SNS topics take care of all of that for you. So we've kind of given you what I would call this YAML-based config tool. Now, eventually we want to make it easier so that it's kind of a web page and it's prettier, but we didn't get there. Sorry, so you're kind of stuck with the text version for now. Um, hopefully we'll get to that one sooner than later, um, but that's the way it goes. And then this is the one that's the most fun because this is the one that everybody hates the most, right? And you'll see this when you see the demo is that what we do is we create an HTML page that has all of those access links that you need to do the switch roles between all of those accounts, right? And if you, if you were at the 2015 re-event and you saw that big old web page that they put together, you would agree, that's an ugly web page, right? But it's simple, it's easy to understand, and we can actually manage it and give you access to it. So live with it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we'll, hopefully we'll make that better, but you'll see how it simplifies things, right? So hopefully you'll see that in the demo. Oh, look, this is where we get to go to the demo. All right, so first of all, you'll have to humor me. I'm old. If you, didn't, if you couldn't tell that, I have gray hair. So I need these things.
to see this little 13-inch monitor, so please bear with me. Can you tell I'm bothered by being old? Just a little bit. All right. So this is where I get to do shameless plug for our website. If you haven't been there before, whoops, see? This is what happens when you're old. You type the damn thing wrong, and then you do this live in a demo, and it goes on the internet in a video, and everybody gets to see you do that. Isn't that awesome? Thank you. All right. So go to our answers webpage, right? If you haven't, who's been there before? Awesome. Who thought it was cool when they went there? All right. Only some of you? Come on. Really? I think it's cool, but and whatever. All right. So in any event, it is pretty cool. You guys should go there, check it out. Um, so let's get to the demo. Now, I kind of will say that I hemmed and hawed a lot about what level of detail to go through this and... So I'm going to drag you through the weeds a little bit, all right? I'm just going to kind of force you directly to the weeds. So eating our own caviar, did you guys see I just fired up workspaces? Awesome, by the way, awesome, because I can get to it from anywhere, even at reInvent on my little 13-inch screen, I can do it. All right, so um, I told you at the beginning, we launched the solution. Uh, this is actually the solution landing page, as we call it. It's the AWS Multiple Account Security Strategy. Say that five times fast. Try it, because it doesn't work, right? We really, never mind, all right? I'm bringing up bad, bad things. So, um, but, but, you know, we've been consistent about this, right? Multiple accounts, manage them, use them, do it, do it, do it, do it, right? And then we finally added this new tab here called AWS Solution, right? And so when you get to, you can find this from the answers page, right? But when you get to this solution, right, you'll see that that picture looks somewhat familiar. I might have seen that before, right? So, so this is actually, we, we, I'll tell you a little turtle in a little dirty laundry, right? We went back and forth on this diagram a couple times, right? Is it too high level? Is it too low level, right? But in any event, it's the architecture, very loosely the architecture. You can tell it's a little bit different than the one I showed you guys, right? It's meant for the web page, right? So that implementation guide button, you click on it. Trust me, you click on it, and you get to this page here. Right, which is the implementation guide. Now, um, normally I'm not a big fan of walking through a document, but this solution is, I'm gonna say this, it is complicated enough that I'm actually going to do that, right? I'm gonna force you guys to kind of go through this a little bit because it's, it's really not that simple, right? So um, one thing nice about the web page, and, and I was doing this because as I told you, we released this two hours ago, right? I was doing this from a Word document, that sucked. Okay, so I'm really happy not to be doing this from a Word document. But basically, we talked about the two templates. There they are. If I want to know how I'm going to deploy this, we do a great job of walking you through how to deploy it. Now, I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit, and I'm going to go ahead and go to launch the solution in the master account, right? And I'm going to right-click on copy the link location, and I'm going to go to CloudFormation, and... I'm going to launch the stack. Now, I, 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 was, I kept going back and forth on this, right? Can, should I launch the stack? Should I not launch the stack? Should I have this ready? Should I not have this ready? So I timed it a couple times today. It took about five minutes for this stack to deploy. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm going to try to figure out how to talk for five minutes while it's deploying, okay? So please bear with me if I don't time it right, because um, there's probably a pretty good chance I won't. But 
let's see if I can sing and dance and tap dance in between while this is loading, right? Um, you can see I've done this a couple times. So I give two names, two S3 unique names for the buckets, one for the configuration file, one for the access links. I click next. Uh, you guys will have to bear with me because I tag everything. Because when I go back into my account, and not that I would do that with this because this is going to work and we're not going to have to worry about it, right? But if I have to go bigger, figure out what resources I've launched and which stack they were affiliated with, because we do a little bit of that launching CloudFormation stacks in our job, right? So um, I like to know what was there. Warning! We create IAM resources. Yes, we do, right? So understand this solution. Be careful with it. Get, be one with it. Um, you know, remember I talked about solutions being vetted, automated, and turnkey, right? We actually want to give you guys good examples of how you should secure resources in your account. So when you guys go in and take a look at this stuff and you read through it, it should be pretty good examples of how you might want to do that in your, yourselves, right? Um, so while that is launching, and I grab a little bit of water, um, first thing you'll notice here is that there are four other stacks in this account, and you can see they're called CAM AD Do Not Delete. Well, so what I did, again, eating your own caviar, I needed an Active Directory to be deployed in this account so that I could show you how you use Active Directory to map Active Directory groups to IAM roles so that I could log in, choose what group or role I want to be, and then use that to switch roles of the sub-accounts, right? So you have to have AD. Yes, I know it stinks because it's AD. No, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Erase that, please. I'm just kidding. Um, so I went to the Quick Start page, right? They're buddies of ours. The Quick Start page is another page, aws.amazon.com slash quickstart, where they have a lot of different things that help you automate things. And in this particular case, I found the launch the deploy active directory directory service with AWS directory service on AWS. Now, again, say that five times fast, right? I can't even say it once. But I launched that Quick Start in my account to get AD set up. Right? Why is he telling us all this? Well, I told you I have to kill five minutes, first of all, right? Okay, cool. So why did I do that? Well, so how many of you guys are AD administrators in here? A few, good, because it's a pain <laughs> in the arse. So read the quick start guide, follow all their links, do all that stuff you need to do. And finally, I was able to create a user for myself and three groups, okay? Um, why am I showing you this? Well, we named the three groups, groups AWS Dash. Why? Because those are groups that we're going to use to manage resources on AWS. So we thought, why not? AWS, when I go search for them, I know which ones to look for. If I've got a bajillion groups in my AD, at least I know where to start. You guys could pick whatever you want. Right? You can put XYZ, PDQ, 2112, right? anyone you want, but suggest you do something that you can remember. Right? So you see I've created a user. That's me. Right? And if you look at me, all right, come on. I did a right click. There we go. I am a member of two of those groups. I'm not a member of the third. I'm only a member of two of them. I'm a member of prod administrators and AWS read-only. Read That'll be important. Remember that for me when I ask you, right, what groups I'm a member of, because I'm old. Remember, we talked about it. I might forget. So 
Um, but that's what, those are the two groups that I'm a member of. And that will become important when you see when we start to go through the rest of this demo. All right. Ah, still creating. All right, so i got to tap dance a little bit more. Cool. All right, so one of the things that we always do, every one of our solutions gets published on GitHub. It's open source, published under the Amazon license. We actually encourage you guys not only to go check this out, but also to modify the code to use for your own purposes. That's why we give it to you, right? So in that term of a solution, right, we're not just building these so that you guys can go back, launch them, and you're done, right? You will probably have to do some modifications to them to meet whatever needs you guys have, right? So we, what, you want, what we want to encourage you to do, and the reason we have these sessions and the reason we publish this stuff on the web and give you these implementation guides and have some old guys stand up here with glasses and walk through a demo is so that you can download it and figure out what it's doing and get yourself kick-started, right? Because I can't use quick start. Remember, somebody else is using that one already. But get yourself kick-started. So all of this stuff is here. Please, if you find something, go ahead and post here if you'd like. Um, if you run into issues with CloudFormation or something in your account, call support. Just kidding. Anybody from supports here may listen to that. I'm going to say I didn't say that, but it's on video, so I'm already caught. But, but seriously, I mean, we are working with our support folks. There are things that you will run into, right? We all run into them when you're trying to run this automation. So that's why we want to give you the code. Whatever you guys run into, fix it. Let us know. Make it better. Watch this page, right? Um, all right, let me see. How did I do? Crap, I got a delay for two more minutes. All right, so this is a good time to just kind of walk through the configuration files. So I kind of alluded to it. We talked about it a little bit. You can see that we've got right here up at the top of the Eclipse tabs, we've got accounts.yaml, administrator.json, readonly.json, and roles.yaml, okay? The accounts is very simple. It's the account number, an optional email. That's actually our email address. AWS-solutions-builder, and an account group, an optional account group. So in this particular case, I've designated one account as production and one account as development, right? I promised you I'd show you a very scary policy. There it is, allow star. Woo! Man, that's scary, right? And then I gave you another one, read only. Now, remember I said simple? Nah. Nah, nope. But we're, we are working on some simpler policies. I think I don't remember exactly what it's called, but we're making some smarter things so you can kind of get ideas of policies and they'll be a little bit easier to understand. But, but you know, the fact that I have to scroll in here bothers me, right? Um, look at that. Look how big that scroll bar is, right? That's like every service, get and list. Great. Um, and I'm really looking forward to managing that and keeping that up to date, by the way. Um, Thank God it's not me. It's somebody else on the team. What's that? Uh, you know, there might be. <laughs> we might have to create it. Um, so the last file is the roles.yaml. Very simple again. What are the roles that I'm going to define, right? Prod administrator, dev administrator, and read only. And you can see action is add. Policy is that file name that I just showed you. Which policy does this map to? Um, and, and again, account group, right? What account groups am I going to apply this? Now, this is very simple. We don't... The first question I always get asked is, can I put multiple account groups there? Can I put like production and QA? No, not in this version, right? One. So yes, we'd like to make it better, but it ain't perfect, right? 
But yes, you can pick one. So if there is no account group, it gets applied to all the accounts. Right? And obviously, this is simple for the demo. It can get longer. It will get longer. If you have more than 10 or 20, you'll have to scroll this one, too. Or you'll have to add it in pieces and manage it and all the rest of that stuff. All right. Hopefully, I've delayed long. Oh, yes. Cool. All right. So it's finished. Um, it launched, and it took, let's see, about five minutes again. So that's not bad, right? Five minutes is pretty quick, isn't it? Right? Okay. Back to the implementation guide. All right. So I'm smart. I can read documents. Launch the solution in a sub-account. Okay. Sampleaccount.yaml. Wow, that looks familiar, doesn't it? looks similar, except there's nines and eights in that one. Um, I actually have the privilege of having other accounts that I have access to that I put in there and put that data in there. Um, so it's interesting. You create the sample account. You log into the master. You go to the config bucket. You upload the account file using the KMS key. And if it's successful, the solution will move the account file. All right, let's see if I can do that. Let's go to S3. Let's go find my... Now, if you guys remember, I typed two names for buckets, right? And this is a pretty uncluttered account. So you can see here's cam demo config. Open that bucket. There's three folders in here. If they show up, yes. There's account. I'm going to upload that file. I'm going to add the file. I'm going to grab accounts.yaml. You guys didn't see that YML file. Um, actually, both will work. You guys promise me, tell, don't tell anybody you saw that YML file. Everybody agree? All right, good. So all of those gobbledygook things are all the keys that I deleted from the last six times I ran this getting ready for this demo. You won't see that, right? They eventually go away, but they stay there for a little while. So don't get confused. It's called the cross-account manager key. Simple, right? Use that upload. Here we go. Cool. Accounts goes in there. I hit re hold. What? It's gone. Holy crap. Guess what? All those Lambda functions I told you about, handling all that, read the accounts file in, it's all ready to go, right? Now we can move on to the next step. That's how I know it worked. If it sits there, you've got a space or a tab in the wrong space and spend the next five hours trying to find it. Trust me, it'll be five hours. I can guarantee it. All right, so now I go back to the implementation guide and it says launch the stack in the sub-accounts. Cool. So I'm gonna right-click download the template Copy the link location. That's just because I have all this set up because I'm demoing, and this will probably be timed out. Yep. So I'll just click on that, and it won't be timed out anymore. Now, this is where, this, this is where I'm going to be, like, really smooth, and you guys are going to be really impressed. You guys are going to go, wow, this guy really thought about how he's going to do this demo. So I have to enter a stack name. And I'm going to call this, very brilliantly, I might add, camdemo-1, all right? Now, I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to go to the second account. This is a different account, trust me, and you'll see. I can guarantee it's a separate account later. I'll show you that. But um, this is just for me to make it easier during the demo. So I'm going to create the stack, and it's mostly because I want to keep this in the buffer and paste it here. And there might have been a better way, and I'm sure I'll get told that I could have done this five different ways when I get done, but that's right. Um, I'm going to call this one brilliantly. Can anybody guess? All right, you guys are paying attention. Cool. All right, 
So now I happen to know what the master account ID is. So I went back to my Word document that I have that saved in. I copy it, I paste it here, and I hit Next. And I told you guys that I always do this. You guys are just going to have to bear with me while I do that. Oh my goodness, we're creating IAM resources again. We better acknowledge that. Did I? Son of a gun. See, that's what happens when it... And I practiced this, too. Jeez. That's all right. So, so just so you guys know, this is a burner account. It gets deleted automatically in five days, so it's not a big deal. Um, it's actually seven days, but it's been alive for two days because I've been practicing. So, so I'll just do this one wrong on purpose. No, I can't do that, right? I can't do that. What did I call that one, Cam Demo 1? Did I? Yeah, all right. I love that you guys are paying attention, though. I really do. Um, this is Burner 1. See that? So this is Cam Demo 1. So we're going to have two Cam Demos. The funny thing is I do that because I think everybody should tag stuff. Um, we're not even going to look at the tags. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. Um, that's okay. So... Um, Let's see. Is that burner two? No, it's not burner two. Let's bring burner two up. Come on. Is that burner two? There's burner two. Yeah. So burner two is done already. So you can see the sub accounts don't take long, right? That second one I fired up while I was BSing and typing the wrong name in the first one, it's already done. This one will finish very shortly, right? So let's go back quickly while we're waiting for that to finish and just go through the rest of this and see what the next step is going to be. So I've launched it, um, and now I'm gonna have to onboard policies and roles. We talked about the format of this file. Um, we have it here, you can copy it, it's in GitHub, you can grab it there. You can put all your account stuff in it, all the rest of that stuff, very simple. And I think I've probably delayed enough now that this one's done. Yes, cool, all right. So now, just to be a little confusing, we go back to the master account, right? And we load our two custom policies. Trust me, that's what the HTML page says to do. And if it doesn't, you can send me an email and we'll fix it. So I'm just going to add those two policies. I can All my policies will end up staying in here, by the way. right? They won't disappear. They won't get removed. They'll stay here. You can always reference them. You can figure out what policies you've applied. Um, if we have some extra time, I'll show you where else you can look to see what's happened. Uh, but these guys will stay, so you don't expect those to disappear. And then just for the purposes of being clear, the next step is to go ahead and load this roles.yaml file in the roles folder. So I go do that. I click on role. I click on upload. Add the files. And I grab my roles.yaml. Make sure I select my KMS key. If you don't, this, don't do this, it won't work also. And you'll spend 15 minutes trying to figure it out, maybe. You won't spend as much time. Oh, gone. All right, so now the master account, again, has read the roles. It knows what to do. It's actually gone and created those roles with the sub-accounts, believe it or not. Um, so now we're going to go back to the implementation guide and just follow the last step which is assign roles to your directory groups, right? So I go back into my master account. 
And that is not my master account. Good thing I was paying attention. And I go to my directory. Here we go. And now this is where I map the roles that I just created with that roles.yaml to my AD groups. Okay? I've already enabled console access. I'm not going to cover that in this demo. You guys can figure that out with Google and our docs. So remember I said it creates the three roles. There's the three roles I created, uh, all appropriately named cross-account manager. Pretty easy to find that way. And also the cross-account manager Cross-account manager admin, do not delete. Who's going to delete this role the first time they launch this? Please don't. Um, but you will, and that's okay. Um, so then you just go and you select that, select your group. And remember I talked about use AWS dash? That's why you do that, right? They come into this little dialog box. I select. What's really cool about this is I have the name up here, dev administrator. I can map that to AWS. Oh, cool. Next, done. All right, let me just do two more. Bear with me. I still have 11 minutes left. Hopefully I'm not boring you guys too much. Pick the next one. Hit next step. Map it. All right, let's do prod administrators. That maps. Good. Next step. One more. I thought about just doing two, but it just didn't seem to be as fulfilling. So I did three. Last one, read only. All right. AWS. Now, we hope that this will be automatable at some point in the future, but we couldn't figure out how to do it for this round. So um, this is kind of boring and not recommended, but it is what it is. All right. So now I've got the console enabled, the console enable access. I log into my custom domain that I've used there. I log in with my user ID and my saved password so you guys don't know what my password is. And now I select from two roles. Remember I showed you I was a member of that, those two groups, right? So I have two roles to pick from. I can pick my prod administrator or my read-only. I pick my read-only. I log in. And I log in basically in the master account. And I go to S3. And I warned you guys about this, so please don't, don't, I don't want to hear any oohs and ahs when this happens, right? Because I told you this is ugly, right? I mean, we don't have any pretty pictures in it or anything. It's not even like blue. It's just white. <laughs> it's, it's ugly, right? Oh, that's ugly. It's ugly, right? So who remembers what role I logged in with? Because I don't. I, I think I picked read only, right? Read only? Okay. So remember, we talked about read only is available in all the accounts because I didn't put it in account group, right? The other two roles were account groups, production and development. You can see that's kind of separated here, right? And as I add accounts and as I add roles, guess what? This page gets uglier and uglier. Now, do you need to use this page? No. These are just links, right? You can use them from anywhere. You can save them on your desktop. You can save them in your favorites. You can do whatever you want. But we just want to make it easier to at least you guys have a master inventory of all of those roles, what accounts they've been mapped to. So if you really want to know what's currently there, it's in here, right? So. Here's the beauty. I logged in with read-only, right? So let me go see if I can switch roles. Beauty is no. Did I do that? No. That's the platform, right? The platform knows I'm not in that group. I'm not mapped to that group. I can't switch accounts. So I, I didn't have to do any of that work. AWS already did that for me, right? So the console already knows, no, dummy, you can't do that. So no issue with people. So you know, one of the questions you get, well, what if people click on the wrong link? 
guess what? They don't have access. It doesn't matter, right? It, that's why this is ugly yet beautiful, right? Because it's simple. It's, it is ugly. Dude, it's ugly, right? Because it's just horrible. So, and in the, in the fun part of all of this, right, the, the first account actually is, this, is my second account. So you can see here that the CloudFormation template that's in that second account that I just logged into, and remember, you guys were paying attention, right? I logged into the master account with my role, and then I switched roles to the sub-account. And you can see that CloudFormation template is CamDemo2. I told you I wasn't going to use the names, right? The tags don't really matter. It's just the stack name of the stack. Now, I'm going to do something real brilliant because I picked read-only, and I did it on purpose, right? Why did I do that? So I could do this. Let me delete that stack. Nope. Can't do that. It's a read-only role. We didn't give you CloudFormation delete, right? All right, cool. That is the end of the awesome demo. Isn't that awesome? You guys bored? Did I bore you? I'm sorry. All right. Thank you. No, you didn't need to clap, but thank you. That's good. Um, so now I'm going to switch back to the boring words part. All right. Um, and I actually, I should have left it there. So we talked about this. Visit our website. It's not done yet. Don't start packing. You got a few more minutes. I got seven. All right. So this link is wrong. All right. So at the end of the presentation, if you guys are really interested, look for the link. This link is wrong. I wasn't going to wait to fix it. I'll give you the right one before we leave. Um, I told you about organizations coming, right? It's a new management capability for centrally managing multiple AWS accounts. Um, simplified billing, programmatic creation. We are really excited about this programmatic creation because if I can take this solution and you tell me you want me to create 50 accounts, right, and you give me that list of 50 accounts, I can now create them for you. I don't even, you don't even need to go through the hassle of doing all this stuff. We're excited about that. We really are. Um, we're so excited about it that we're not going to be able to do anything with it for a while, but that's okay. We're still excited about it. Um, <laughs> you can apply organizational control policies, so there's going to be a lot of features that are coming in there. Uh, and oh, by the way, I did not do the automation. I just took, the guy sent me a slide and said, hey, you put my slide in your deck and talk about organizations for me. I said, great. Look what he did to the automation. It's like, come on, guy. <laughs> right? It's like all over the place. So the key is the yellow at the bottom, available in limited yellow public preview, right? So it's, it's announced. We're going to be talking about it. If you guys are interested, you'll have to go through the whole preview process to get access to it. But we are really excited about it. Um, Lots of key things there, lots of fun things. Um, there are related sessions. If you guys are interested in what other people are doing with multiple account stuff, there are other sessions that you can go to. ARC 314, ENT 203, um, SEC 319. So, and look, this is the universal slide we use for all of them. You guys are already here in 304, so don't try to go to that one again. It's already done, okay? All right, cool. You want me to leave that up for another second? Just so you guys can figure out if that's a session you want to attend, right? All right, cool. Thank you guys for coming. I really appreciate you coming at 5 o'clock. Thank you for clapping. You guys did not have to do that at all.